Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Podcast lovers, how the fuck are you friends? Welcome back to the show for 2021-22 and once again for the second season running. The podcast is sponsored by Match Scaffolding. Match Scaffolding is a company owned and operated by a season ticket holder, Millwall fan and personal friend of mine. So if you want some scaffolding in your life, please do not hesitate to check out Match Scaffolding's contact details in the description of this audio podcast offering. Our guest today... There is no guest. It isn't a Lions Lounge lockdown, but fear not, I am back on the case for those, and we will look to push that from 50 shows to 100 very, very soon. Today is a Den Debate, the first Den Debate for the 2021-22 season. We're going to try and keep these as regular as clockwork, I was going to say, but how regular is clockwork? I have absolutely no idea. We're going to try and do once a week, every Thursday. This is the first one discussing all things from in and around the den during the close season, I'm joined by Kenny Draper and Henry Morgan. Enjoy. It is what it is. And boom, we are live. Lions TV, welcome back to the first den debate, den debacle. What's den de- what's debacle? Anyway, someone let me know in the comments. Welcome Last back. Season. First one. Go on, you're a teacher, was it, Hen? Last season, that's a debacle. It's Coventry away at St Andrews. That was a debacle. If anyone needs, that don't really sum it up because there was there's many words you could use to sum it up. Right. Good evening. Joined by the ever present Kenny Draper. Evening, Ken. Good morning. Uh, good evening. Sorry. <laughs> and um, Henry from the No One Likes Us Talking podcast has snuck in the gang. He's been promoted. Been promoted. There we right, go. Mate, thanks for us. Very good. Lovely to be on. Cheers, Dan. No worries, mate. You've been on the channel a few times before. Interviews and bits. Yeah, generally after we've lost, with the exception, I think, of that one game up at Forest before we went into lockdown, right? That was about the only time I've been on and we've won. The well couldn't <laughs> take the well couldn't take a 3 0 away win for me or just, no, just shut the world down. That's it. <laughs> Friday night in Nottingham, everyone taking the mix. Brilliant. Right, so we're gonna try and keep this as a weekly podcast, probably every Thursday. Even if there is midweek games, Thursday should work. So, if you two want to keep your place in the start of 11, uh, have a good one tonight, boys. <laughs> Lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. We're going to start by talking about football is back for the fans. Football is nothing without fans. Um, the excitement building up to it for us. Disappointment last season, the confusion, the, how different it was. Um, Ken? I was going to say Hen. Hen or Ken. Whoever, kick this off. As, how good does it feel, boys, to be getting back down there very shortly? It's, it's very, it's, it's still very surreal at the moment, isn't it? I, 
you know, even if when you go to, I mean, I don't have a season ticket. I'll, I'll do it a membership way. So even when I go to buy me, buy me ticket, I don't know whether I'm going to be excited until I'm in the car, you know, driving up to the grounds or even just getting there because it's been what, two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've gone yeah. through a cycle. You've gone through a cycle of, oh, it won't last that long. We'll be back soon to, oh, we might not be back soon to all of a sudden, well, we're definitely not going. I mean, I'd quite safely say that I went through a state of depression at one point, you know, on the basis of not watching football. Um, And now you've just got used to not watching the football. You've had the Euros, and now they're telling you that you might be able to go back, you know, in a couple of weeks. And my head's all over the place. So, obviously, I'm excited to go, but it still doesn't seem that real um, until we're there. Head, it's a little bit like we've been on a long time and then you ain't seen your mates all summer, you're half nervous on the first day back, I don't know what to talk about. I just, I just, you know, I think it's I think it's mega, but yeah, Ken's right. It doesn't doesn't seem real until we're going to be actually back in the ground. No one seems to know what's going on with Gillingham or Ipswich friendlies either. Like, you know, it's about three days away and there are no tickets anywhere. So I don't know what that's about or QPR for that matter. But yeah, yeah it's going to be unbelievable, isn't it? To finally get back and the, for there to be people there and yeah. for you to go and see all your mates. But yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem real. I keep expecting someone to be like, no, cases have gone too high again. We're going to have to all not go, you know, doing the things that we want to at the moment, to be honest. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be mega, but it won't seem real until I'm sitting back in my, in my seat again, looking yeah, at, you know. Very true, mate. I mean, I still haven't got my season. I still ain't got it. And this, this is the thing that cracked me up. I mean, the, the club did a good thing. Everyone was going, I only paid £3 for my season ticket, but no, you didn't because you bought the season before you couldn't go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for £3, they just carried it over. That's I mean, for, I mean, Kenny makes a great point about feeling depressed. I mean, I felt depressed watching that bloody stream every week. You know, it's <laughs> like game after game yeah. of like no one in the ground. Uh, it just feeling like every game feeling a bit like a preseason friendly. Like a team would score and you'd be like, does that, is that a real goal? Does that count? I don't, you know. And, <laughs> and I know we're going to get onto it, but there's some shocking performances in amongst some of those. Do, do you know what? It doesn't, it, the problem is, is it, I mean, we could have probably won 5-0 every week. It still wouldn't fulfil it because, yeah. I don't know about you, but going to Millwall for me is waking up in the morning. Well, for me now, it's waking up in the morning with the kids, having a big breakfast, get making our way down there, going to the pub, seeing all the people that you... I mean, I'll be honest with you, the people that I see down the pub, I haven't seen for two years. The people so, that, I, that, you know, you, you walk up the stairs, you're shaking everybody's hands, you sit with the particular type of people that I haven't seen for two years. Like, all of that makes your day. Um so you're not going to be fulfilled until you can do that all again. Head and on, yeah. What you said, the spot on, a couple of, couple of first games, we'd score and I'd be like, does that count? Is that a goal? Because where there's no crowd reaction, it just didn't, you were waiting to see like yeah. the rest of it. No, it wasn't, it was weird, wasn't it? Very weird. It was dreadful is what it was, Dan. Because you, cause like, you want, like, I want us to win every game, but then I'm like, I don't want us to go up this season because we're not there. Like, yeah. like you've got that double-edged sword the whole time. I was like, well, actually, let's not have a too good season. So I think where we finished pro- probably about suited me, to be honest. Don't want to, you know, I didn't want to be watching us in the playoffs on only three and a half thousand people in, you know, in the ground or whatever. So yeah, good luck to Brentford. You've led us onto it very nicely, actually. Good plug. Because my next question to you two was going to be: Did we do well without the crowds there? How no. well or how much worse do you think we would have done with the crowds there? Ken, start with you. Yeah, I think we had a horrendous season. 
Um, I know a lot of people seem to think, well, you know, we're a mid-table club. Uh, and the problem is, is most of our fan base has a mid-table mindset. Um, I honestly believe that with the players that we had this season, we should have been pushing for playoffs. Um, I, I honestly believe that. Would we have played better if there was um, fans there? Most definitely. And the reason why is because I know that if you've got a, a den with, say, 14,000 people in there, it's going to be 10,000 that are going to be getting on routes back for some of them poor performances. Um, and in the end, he would have to change it up. Um, and I honestly believe if he changed it up, we would have played differently. As you know, I feel like most of our players are out of position, etc. So, um, yeah, the answer to your question is, yeah, things definitely would have been different if the if the fans were in, I think. Well, Hen, I just had a flashback there to a, to a, a time when me and Kenny have always been very pro route out. You messaged me, I think, the day after the mid or the day of the Middlesbrough game, and you, the exact message wasn't hello, wasn't anything. You put row it out, question mark, Dan, have a fucking world of yourself. That's what he said. Do you agree with Kenny and me? Do you think Rowett would have had more pressure from the fans to be a little bit more adventurous had we all been there? Do you think he would have survived 14 games without a win with a Den crowd there? No chance. No chance. Um, and, and I've got to be honest as well. Towards the end of the season, I started to lose faith. Mm. Because like we finished the season on such a damp squib, like it was awful. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the away game at, at, at bloody Coventry, Coventry, which is actually St Andrews, Birmingham. But anyway, um, like that home game against Bournemouth, yeah, everyone was going, oh, it's the best Bournemouth ever played. And I interviewed the bloke from Bournemouth, and he said, oh yeah, well you know we we played really well. I can't believe it. Evans in that game was shocking. Like, just we looked like we were we had the beach towers out after Bart goes and says, Well, by the way, you know, such and such, like they had the beach towers out. Yeah, well, we had them out the week after. I mean, and there was that Jekyll and Hyde performance all season. We'd go and smash Sheffield Wednesday 4 1 and then lose at home to Bristol City 3 0 in an FA Cup game. It was just there was like no continuity. And just and just at the points where I thought Rout was going to get really under pressure, he'd go and win somewhere like Bristol City or he'd get a draw somewhere like Norwich, or he would go and just, like, you know, steady the ship a little bit. But there's no way with that home form. I think we had the away form of being something like in the top seven or eight. We had the home form of being in, like, the bottom four, bottom four, bottom five. Home form. And that's the thing that usually keeps us up. When we have a poor home season, that's when we get relegated. Yeah. And last year, it was our away form that kept us up. So I don't think there's any way that, that Gary Rowett would have survived with some of those performances at home last season. And I am properly on the fence now as to whether he is the person to drive us forward. I really hope he is this season. I think we've got to give him a whole normal season because last season just well was any very very far from being normal wasn't it in in every respect so i don't know dan yeah and and i was yeah of course i'm going to dig you out because you're always moaning on about our managers so uh yeah i support and support some of them at some stage well that's true mate it's very true and but i will say this you mentioned evans there mentioned keith and Bill. i said he needed to do things to keep his job i'm not saying he did it because i said it I think a lot of us could see what he needed to do. He brought back Danny Mack. You know, he didn't have a lot of luck with strikers either, but like you said, you're on the fence, and I was very row it out. From what I've seen in the summer so far, I'm very pleased. As a whole, transfer dealing has done nice and early, Ken. We'll get onto them individually in a minute, but was you pleased with us doing our business early, coming in wise players? Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely different to, to what we normally do. We're usually holding on, looking for the 
the, the dregs, aren't we? And, and, and seeing what we can get come the end of the transfer window. So it, this is the thing about Rowett is he, he means, he obviously means business. I think he does have Millwall's best interests at heart at, at the moment. Um, and I, and I agree with Emery. I do think that we have to give him a full season um, where, you know, all of these signings, you know, they're all his decisions. You know, he's got a whole pre-season now. I think, is that the first pre-season he's actually had? A proper pre-season? Yeah. Just the, just the one we had during COVID wasn't yeah. pre-season, was it? Yeah. yeah. So, so this is now his proper season, so to speak. And let's just say the last couple of seasons is his warm-up. If, if, he, if he doesn't do well this season, then, you know, we've got a very, very good argument. But we have to give him the opportunity. Well, we've got no choice. Let's <laughs> 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 say a few hellos. Teddy Davis, John D. Govoir. I've seen a few regulars in there. And also, if you're not a regular, good evening, everyone. Aaron, Julie Bowden, there you go. Brian Rose, Simon Patterson was top of the shop, I believe. There he is. Uh, Steve Lees, the legend, says um, there's no way Rout would survive without a crowd there agreeing with us. H, looking at Rowitz, looking at Rowitz in inbounds, doing it early before the Scotland tour. I love that, to be honest. I, I, like Kenny just said, and we, we all know, we leave it fucking last knockings, pick up everyone else's shit. I think he had a very clear... Well, I know he had a very clear one with with a phobia because fuck me, how long ago did I tell you he was coming, Ken? That was before the season even finished last season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. I think he had a very clear uh, plan in his mind, the players he wanted in. Do you think we recruited well and are you pleased we got it done early? I mean, uh, I mean, yes and no. I, I think I always, always go back to our budget and, and that taints everything that we can and possibly will do in any transfer window. Um, Ballard looks like probably quite a good person to bring in. Done all right at Blackpool. You know, he played in all those big games for them at the end of the season. Um, played at international level for Northern Ireland. Um, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, he was obviously blinding at Swindon. Uh, but, but, you know, like, no, yeah. in all seriousness, though, he's the kind of player that looks like he did very well in League One. My one question mark is can he step up to the championship, which is you know, going to be more competitive, I think, this season. I think the Championship last year was shocking. Like, I thought the standard of football was shocking. There were no crowds. You couldn't predict... Like, you can't predict the Championship at the better times, but last season went to a whole different level of just complete fuckwittery. Um, yeah, I think I think he's done okay. Like, I, you know, I mean, a phobie... I, ho- I hope he proves me wrong, but, you know, there's not many clubs in the whole of Europe he hasn't been to. And, and I think the most he scored in one season is 15 goals, which is Worse than Lee Gregory, all right. Legas never did it at this level. But again, I don't know who else we could have signed, if I'm being honest yeah. with you, with, with, with the yeah. budget we've got. So I've got to say, all right, at least he's gone out and tried to do something. Um, it's given us a bit more depth at the back, which we clearly needed, because as soon as Hutch got injured, yeah, me, did we fall to pieces towards the end of the season. And, um, you know, he's, he's brought Savlin, which is an absolute, I think, a masterstroke, because... We were never going to sign Ryan Woods. I know that you hate him, Dan. Um, I, I thought he had a lot more to give the club than he could have done if he'd been a bit more protected and played in a position where he could have had more influences on the game. But, he, but you know, that, that never happened. So people just hate him. Fair enough. Um, I, you know, I don't know, really. Um, only time will tell. The one thing I would say is he did well to like tie up those people that were already at the club, like Bennett, Malone, you know, get them all settled early doors and then do these other little bits of business. But the mm. thing that worries me is, say if Obi comes in, he hasn't got a great injury record, he gets injured, 
we're back to what we were last season. Mm. And everyone was like, well, we're crying out for strikers. Are we going to go with some of the young lads? Well, maybe we will. Maybe we'll call them back on loan if that does happen this year. But, lordy, lordy, we're going to be in trouble, aren't we, if, if, if indeed we do have those injuries again this year. So, yeah, I think he's done the best that he could do, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. We'll break it. We'll break it down player by player. What you just said again at the end is right. I think we've got to realise as well where he is. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to say to the chairman, "Right, give us ten million pound. I'm going to get A, yep, B, and C." Course. He has to work within a budget. Let's start <laughs> out ten with Daniel Ballard. I'm. He's clearly done well. I watched him in the first scene the other day. He looks really good. He, not just because he scored the goal, he looks really good on. He's comfortable on the ball, and I think you're going to see him. In my opinion, you're going to see him play right side of a back three because as much as I love Hutch. Hutch can't really play, can he? As he tries to travel up the pitch, and that would, I would say on the ball is Hutchinson's only weak point. But Ballard's very assured on the ball, very confident, very calm. Scored the goal the other day. But, Ken, I so say you haven't seen Ballard, but you will be able to get involved in this debate because I know me and you stand on the same fence a lot with this as well. I already know what you're going to say. Go on, what am I going to say? I was wondering whether you was going to say um, either one is he going to knock one of them two off out of position, or should we have just kept Aidan Muller? That's exactly what I'm going to say. And also the emergence of Alex Mitchell. Have we chewed up wages there? Again, Is it could it be, you know, a Troy Parrott situation? Should we have not just gone with what we already had from our own youth? I think that, um, I think that obviously taking someone like Daniel Ballard is a, is a risk, first and Ooh. foremost. No, it's not a massive risk, but um, I mean, he, he looks sort of half decent from what I've seen. Yeah. But the argument again is always we've always we've got some players exactly like Daniel Ballard in our ranks. Yeah. So, okay, we've brought we've brought him in. Uh, in my opinion, he shouldn't. Any in my opinion, no lone players really should be um, in our first team just like that. Um, you know, first and foremost, we've got the the youth players that can be a backup for. Coops and Hutch. You know me, I, I want a four four two system. So for me, it's it's Coop and Hutch and Ballard can be on the bench. But for me personally, I'd have Hayden Muller on the bench and, and Ballard is non existent. Unless we signed him. I feel it's I feel it's harsh we sound that on on Ballard, but yeah. It's nothing against Ballard. No, 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 no. Talent there. Of course, Hayden Muller has now gone out on loan. To St Johnston under Callum Davison, that would be brilliant for for, uh, for Hayden. He really played holding midfield the other night as well. But yeah, H, do you agree with me and Kenny? You know, especially now the emergence of Alex Mitchell. Um, Alex, I, I like them both. I've watched a lot of them. Alex is very commanding, very strong in the air, both ends of the pitch. A leader, just really, really wants it. Hayden is is, is very good as well, but in a different way. More of a can play out the back very comfortably, as as Ballard can. Um, I feel Alex could do benefit from alone. Within the league this year, of course, he spent the back end the last season alone at Bromley. Um, but Muller, yeah, I mean, he's got at St Johnston now, so it's like Ballard does the business. But again, could that have been? I mean, he, he, will he be on loads of wages being an Arsenal player, though? A young Arsenal player with all of us not really always developing our own youth. We saw it with Troy Parrott and maybe George Alexander left the club. We also saw it with Billy Mitchell and Jason Malumbi. And now Billy Mitchell's kicked on more than I don't even know where Malumbi is now. Uh, I think he's lost on the M6 somewhere, isn't he? Between Preston and Birmingham, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yes, to a point, I do, I, and that's that's exactly why he's not in my team. I know we're going to come on to our teams in a minute, but but you know, I, the other player we haven't mentioned is actually when Marlon Romeo went to that right side of if when we we're playing three at the back, he had more of that passing and mobility, and him and Danny Mack played very well together. I thought on that side, so you know, you know Murray yeah. Wallace, Sean Hutchinson, 
Alex Pierce, Jake Cooper, other players that can also play in the position, Evans, Leonard, and Marlon Romeo. Yeah. So, so you know, what you're saying is, and I agree, even without Ballard, did we really, so even without Hayden Muller, did we really need Daniel Ballard? I mean, Rowett obviously sees that he's got more talent and potential than some of those players. He must, he must that's what he must see, right? There's, there's, there's no two ways about that. Um, mm. I've, I haven't watched him play. So I can't really say, I can only go on the numbers that he's got and the fact he's been called up for Northern Ireland who have been competitive. It's not like it's a Northern Ireland side that just get battered every time they go out there. They are almost on the verge of qualification for the Euros now for the last three tournaments. So he's he's getting into a, you know, into a decent side there. And obviously maybe, you know, him and Sav might know each other from that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I I don't know. Again, I'd, I'd prefer us to go with our younger players. But... The championship's a big step up and you yeah. can ruin someone's confidence very, very quickly, especially in defence where there's no hiding. You make one mistake, you're a goal down, unless Bart pulls off a worldie, which, you know, he's, he, he's getting on a bit now, isn't he? So um, he's probably not going to be pulling those out quite as much as he did last season. I think the, I think one of the one of the problems is, is when you look at Arsenal's squads. Yeah. Um, so whoever's Arsenal's manager is, I don't even know, would Arsenal. rather keep would rather keep yeah. Rob Holding instead of Dan Ballard. Mm. And that's to sort of tell you what maybe what type of level he is, because, you know, Holding's an awful defender, but he stands further up, you know, than, than Ballard. I know it's just little things like that that may fit, but listen, there's no problem with having depth in our squad. No, um, you know, we, we... The problem I've got with it isn't Ballard, you're right, Ken, there's no problem with it having depth. The, yeah. the one thing I've got is, we haven't got any fucking wages or any budget. So I think... It, could that have gone elsewhere potentially on a, on a position? One hundred percent, it could be. Yeah, and, and we've got depth already in just maybe not as much experience. But you know, I don't know. It's like any any job, really, isn't it? You know, you only get experience through through doing it. You know, stick Aidan Muller on when we're two 0 up, or you know, or Mitchell when we're two 0 up. You know, these boys have got to start playing at some point. Exactly. Or is it going to be too late, and they're going to get the experience in the championship when we get promoted to the Premier League? You know, it's just, do you know what I mean? It's just one of them. Yeah. Just do it now. Yeah. And us as Millwall fans don't have a problem. That I wouldn't have a problem with Aidan Muller making a cocker, but I would have a problem with Daniel Ballard making a cocker. Spars. You know? I'm counting here nine available centre-arts about Ballard. Alex Mitchell, <laughs> Holden Muller, Murray Wallace, Sean Hutchinson, Alex Pierce, Jake Cooper, Marlon Romeo, George Evans, Ryan Leonard. And just remember, by the way, how well Leonard played there when he covered in that. I think... I think uh, Rabbit's got half and half. I think you'll see Leonard play there this position, yeah, in that position. So, right, final word on Ballard. I'm going to say this, a very, very quick summary. Um, like him as a player, don't have a problem with him. Looks very good, but did we really need him? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Sold. Agreed. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to the second signing. I think he was second. Who came in second? Was it Savile or Benick? It was about an hour apart. Was it Savile? No, I think it was a phobie first, wasn't it? Right, That's my recollection with, of it. Let's go with a man with the longest Wikipedia page in history. Benic <laughs> Um It's another one is what I really want him to do well. I really, yeah. really want him to yeah. do well. Yeah. I, watched, I watched him the other day. I'm not going to judge him on one game, but he was horrendous. Um, <laughs> Great. He isn't, he isn't a target. Oh. He isn't a little short striker. He kept getting knocked off the ball. Uh, he just ran around in circles, basically. He, he wasn't making... At one point, someone knocks a long diag and Smith, as Smith was jumping, a phobia went, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. 
But as Smith met the ball, a phobia was already standing next to the goalkeeper. And I said to my mate, well, if you made the complete wrong run at the complete wrong time, I don't know what type of striker he is. I don't know if he's going to offer us goals. And can I just say as well, do you remember when um, they said, Rowett said, oh, we're gonna, we could be dipping into the foreign foreign market? Oh, please don't tell me that was him. I, did we, did we was cracking up on the group about that, Ken, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. He's coming like months before. And I think that's what it was. But Benikafobe, um, let's have a look. God, fucking hell, I'm going to have to get low for this one. Of course, he started at Arsenal, youth team, didn't really play. Huddersfield, Reading, Bolton, Mill on loan, Sheffield Wednesday, Milton Keynes. See, this is the Benick I remember because I was excited when I first heard it. 215-260. 46 yeah. games to Wolves, 22 goals. Bournemouth, not too bad. And then it's just it's just down from there. Didn't really score for Stoke. Didn't do great. Trabs on the sport. I've heard he's had a double ACL injury on the way as well, and that's probably what's slowing him down a bit. Yep. Um, another ex uh, Stoke player. He's out getting players in and taking a cut of the wages from Stoke. Like, I guess he's like... <laughs> Well, no. um, Benic boys, talk to me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, look, again, like you said, I'd like to see him do well. Um, but this is the worst thing about our squad is that Matt Smith still is our best striker in that club. And, and that's not necessarily a good thing, really. Benicophobia doesn't really offer, as it hasn't offered much probably for the last six years at any football club that he's played at. The records, records speak for themselves. Um, however, again, how many times does a club, uh, does a player come to a club and all of a sudden, you know, he just hits the ground running? I don't, do I think that he's going to do that? No. Um, but, it is what it is. Again, it's a bit like Rowett. We've got to give him the chance, haven't we? We've got no choice. Well, you just said, we all need to realise if we think he's going to do well or he isn't going to do well, he isn't going to score 20 goals a season. Right? No. And that's not his fault and that's not Rowett's fault. We haven't got the money for a 20-goal-a-season striker. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah we've, got, we've, got, we've got to understand where we are as a club, what players are available to us within our budget. So, Again, I don't think he's done bad, but he's not bowling me over. And he's, you know, he's, he's actually got a vast shirt number, hasn't he? He's the new number 23. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how good he's going to do. Hutch, what do you think, mate? Uh, I mean, he, he's he's on the wrong side of 27 as well, isn't he? I just, you know, he's... Again, I really hope that he can do well. I don't see it. I see the same problems we had last year. Um, in terms of us scoring goals, mm. most of them coming from Jed and Bennett this year, in my opinion. Like I know Matt Smith's had a good pre-season um, and I hope that we get balls into the box that he can attack. He's not a target man. That's not the way to play. Play Matt Smith, you ask, like you speak to any QPR fan, they'll tell you that, that if you use him as a target man, he's useless. If you use him as a target man in the box, i.e. getting balls into the middle, you see, you know, you can see what he did against... Uh, Nottingham Forest we were talking about that just before we started so a phobia I mean yeah I, I hope he proves me wrong but I just I just don't see it and I think that Rowett's probably just tried to make the best of what's going to be a difficult situation for us to get a, a decent striker in anyway um, maybe it's to try and give people like Bradshaw a bit of a boost, try and give him a kick up the backside and get him to doing something. I mean, I don't, I still, I still personally don't think we've ever played to Bradshaw's strengths. You know, he's he's not somebody who's 
a target man in the middle of the box. He needs balls fed through. We've never done that. We've never tried to attack him with a higher line. You know, that we've, we've never given him a run in the team. So, you know, if I'm Tom Bradshaw, I'd be a bit frustrated about that. Maybe this will give him a kick up the backside, although we haven't really seen anything from, from Bradshaw either to, to let us believe that he's going to do something major at the level that we're trying to push at now. Maybe if we're towards the bottom of the championship and we're just looking for survival, yeah, okay. He might do a job there and get us five or six goals or whatever we need to try and stay up. But realistically, we're talking about the fact we've now consolidated our position in the championship and we really want to be pushing for the playoffs and yeah. or better. Now, is a phobie the type of player and signing you need to make, regardless of money, if you want to push for the playoffs and the jury is out? We'll know by Christmas. And I hope by Christmas I'm eating my words and he scored 12, 13 goals. Me too. Me too. I'll have to say. But yeah, I just quick. don't see it. I mean, about his shit. I'll have, I'll have where that's injuries. 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 Can I just. Say, like, sorry, just Ken, before you go. I've said he didn't. Uh, he was useless, and you just like you just said about Bradshaw. Him and Smith had absolutely zero opportunities to shoot a goal, by the way. So you can't blame them for that the other day. They didn't have one chance to shoot okay. either of them in the whole game. But I'm yeah. just talking about every other part of his play. As it stands, strikers at the club have got him written down here. Bradshaw, but Varson, who's been told he can leave. Afobe, I know Ken hates this, but Jed and Benny are both class of strikers now for us, if need be. Smith and Isaac Alafe. Mm. If we can get him fit and Involved in pre-season, that'd be good. Currently out with a slight groin injury, I believe, or is it hamstring? Not sure, but it's only two. He's only about two weeks away. And, and I've got to, yeah, I've got to say this because I, I was reading the comments why um why you lot were going through and people are going. It's the same old excuse all the time. We don't have the money. We're a club with no budget, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, fine. But do you know what I'd rather do? Right, what happened last time? Millwall had absolutely nothing, and we stuck all our youth on a pitch for a season. We won the we league. Gave, exactly. We gave all these people a chance that maybe might not have been ready. Right. That's I would rather, I'd much rather see um Alafe up front. Give him a season up front. I um, yeah, we don't we don't know anything about him. All we know is he's, that he's young and hungry. Right, that's all we know. Kenny, the yeah. only thing I would say, mate, I agree with you, but the only thing I'd say is is when we did that, we was in League One, League and I one, think it's, yeah. and it's I think it's easier to bring players in in League One and and school them up more than it is in the Championship. Um, that's that's the only point I'd make there. But I, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. It's, I think it's about I think it's about the choice of, of players. So yeah. the only reason why we're saying that is because we've gone and got a phobie. Um, <laughs> yeah. If a phobie doesn't hit the ground running, then we are in trouble. Essentially, uh, our only other option is Matt Smith. Ooh. Bradshaw, I'm not a big fan of Bradshaw. I don't think Bradshaw's cut out to be a, a Millwall player or even to to be in the championship. Dad bods, not worth anything. Um, Bennett, Bennett, in my opinion, could maybe potentially do the business. Um, and you know my views on Jeb Wallace as a striker. So, yeah. So I don't know much. But what, what, what I think we can all agree when you said what you said, Ken, I did agree. But I did think exactly what Henry said about um, it was in League One. However. There was rumours of us potentially being interested in signing Liam Delap. Now, if a Laffey, mm. if you're going to bring in Liam Delap, you might as well play a Laffey. Because Liam Delap, again, is highly rated Manchester City. It's just like, it just stinks of Troy Parrott to me. It's very different playing youth football than it is to playing men's football. And yeah, a Laffey's got 15 geezers, 15 geezers, 15 goals last season, getting, um, getting them 
promoted. So I was looking at the just look at the comments, and there's a guy called Baz who's just um Yeah, you don't know what he's talking about. And then someone just told him he's talking nonsense. But sorry, by the way, just to let people know, I will go to the comments and reflect and we'll have some some of your questions um as we go through. That's actually Danny. As we know, missed the perfect opportunity to get youth in at the end of the season when we couldn't go down or up. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But strikers, let's talk strikers. Um, I think we can all agree Bavarsen's out the door. And we were talking about the sign of Benikafobe. On the fence with this one as well, boys, yeah? Massively, really, for me. Yeah. But yeah. in the focus, I'm going to say, he's, I don't think he's going to be for us. I think we're going to have the, a combination of not enough contribution, not enough games on the pitch because he's going to be injured. However... I don't really feel it's a Fobe's fault because he's no, I agree. probably the best, one of the best of what's available. Rowie, as we know, likes to go back to players he's used and worked with before. And I saw an, an article of a phobia and he said that he really felt that Rowie got the best out of him. So I'm hoping what I saw the other night isn't a true reflection and he's going to be um, in and around it and scoring goals. I think someone said the other day, if he scores 10, you know, we, another 10 goals will really fucking push us on. But he's not going to score twenty boys, is he? No, no, it's not. Then this is the thing, like, yeah, you know, he could score, he could score ten goals. I hope, I hope he does. And and as we said, you know, the reflection of from what you've seen the other day on a training pitch with no fans and everyone prancing around a pitch, not really giving hundred percent compared to a packed out den um, when it matters. You know, that could you can deliver two diff- completely different performances in that. So, you know, we we have to gauge it on. You know, maybe five, ten games, see where he's at. Um, and then I think that's fair to make an assessment. But, you know, just I, I, I don't think he's any better than Bradshaw. No, I agree. Completely agree. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm trying to make it sound great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, what is going to happen is he's going to come on for us, do like, I don't know, 25 appearances, get a minor niggle. We'll end up loaning him out to Wickham. We'll get them in the FA Cup. He'll come back to the den and they'll score in the last minute to beat us 2-1 and knock us out of the FA Cup third round. That's the kind of thing that's going to happen. I, I can't already see it going any other way. You can't see at the bottom there because the, that thing's covering it. Hang on, let me get rid of that. Um, it says Millwall. Let's have a little prediction here. I think by the end of this season, that's going to say Benegafobe, Millwall played 17 games. Right? <laughs> Ten of those is a substitute, and he scored three goals. That's what I reckon he's going to say. That's what yeah, that's what he's going to say at the end of the season. <laughs> Any predictions there, boys? Yeah, I think you're about the same. I, I don't think he'll start too many. No, H. Well, he didn't exactly set Trasbon Spora like, did he? What's that? Twenty-eight performance, like five <laughs> goals. I could probably score five goals for Trasbon Spore. Not being for Emery as well. Emery as well. Most of them, most because I looked through it. I had a proper look when yeah. when I first heard about five. Like most of them, he was on the sub bench. He weren't good enough to start in their first team. Well, uh, boys, one back a year, he, he couldn't do the business for Stoke two nineteen. Didn't they nearly go down that year as well? Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, if, if they nearly went down that year, one in four ain't that bad. Yeah, true. But I'm looking at him thinking he couldn't really get in Stokes' team. And we've been yeah. better than Stokes for the last three seasons. So why is he now in our team? Yeah, I think so. I think someone just wrote in the comments that, um, yeah, uh, that Richard Lacey said, if it gets to 10, Stoke take him back. If he gets to 10 goals, Stoke take him back anyway. Yeah. So it's, again, it's a, that, this is the problem that you have with loan players. Is that is that serious? Is that true? No, no, no. But no, what that's what he's saying. He's is if he gets goals, to 10, back, he? Yeah. <sighs> so, by twelve plus goals this season. Let's have some um, predictions. 
in Teddy, comedy. Teddy, look, mate, I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. I just can't. Mm. I just, uh, it just screams of Uwe Fuchs, like all of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon five goals, New Den Lions. He's going for five goals from a Fobe. Yeah, Baz. Baz. Baz is uh, being negative, but he's only being negative about us being negative. Give the geezer a chance. And as we said, Baz, we are going to do that. Um, let's really, really hope so. I'm he's, not. He's, he's in your start of living. <laughs> I'm going to give him grief from the from the get go, from the from the from the lower tier of the Dockers. Just let grief. him know where he's at. Block forty two. Listen here, son. Don't come over here and take a throw in. Let someone else take it. Get in the box. Try and score some goals. Oh yeah. Lord, so- give me a try. <laughs> Someone's going for three and a half goals. Is that goals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I find we won't score more than six. Ten goals, says Peter. Um, and I'll, I'll end that chat with that exact comment. That's made my life, yes. At least Woods isn't here. But, um, yeah, 17 goals, I think. Three in the championship, 14 in the reserve league. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, good to have you back. Chris Ballard's going for seven. And again, look. I hope, as I said, people are clipping this up going, oh, they're all slagging him off again. We're not slagging him off. I'm just not filled with confidence. So we spoke about two players now. All right, Phobia had five games for us. But we're all really second-guessing him and Ballard. Let's talk about a player we know a lot about. The fourth coming. I was going to say the second coming. It's like the second times two like coming. 25th coming. Georgie Savile. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm absolutely buzzing my tits off his back. Yeah. A lot of us are. I'm worried we're getting too excited. <laughs> Boys, what are we saying about George? Gorgeous George, we're going to call him. I love him. Posh there's George. A, there's a great I'm saying, saying isn't there? Oh, sorry, before we start, I'm going to start by saying this. For you clowns, not you lot, because you're online, nothing personal, um, any Mill fans or anyone in the comments go, well, fuck him, he, he's been here before. The club were offered over over £7 million for George Savile. If George Savile turned around and said club went, nah, I'm not going, what do you think the club were going to say to Savile? Fuck off, yeah. mate. Here's your plane ticket. And even if he did want to go and he did say, oh, I'm using Mill as a stepping stone, get over it. These are things that don't get anywhere in life. It's happened. The situation's happened. Right now he's back. It's, it's business. It's business. Football's a business. Well, so listen, Dad, Neil, Neil, Neil Harris said that uh, Millwall was a small club compared to Cardiff, but we all still think he's an hero. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, we, we have we have, we have, have short memories. Um, Tell me her business. Ken, what are you saying? Yeah, uh, there's a great saying. I can't remember who brought it up in the in the WhatsApp group, but it was so right and so fitting. We have finally, after three to four years, managed to replace George Savile with, with George Savile. Um, and and I don't think there's a there's a better statement out there. And I don't think we have replaced him for three four years or, or however long. Haven't even come close. Haven't even come no. close. Um, and you know he was a. He was a lot better, I think, than what we actually gave him credit for as well. Um, and it weren't until we went, yeah. we realised how good of a player he was. And it is exactly why Middlesbrough paid £8 million for him. Mm. But talking, so, about fees, talking about transfer fees, how much do we pay for him? I I don't know. There's someone, a rumour I heard someone said, and I don't know if it's true or not, but don't get so, don't sue me or ban me, Bill FC. Um, <laughs> we still owe them, like, they still... They still owed us a million pounds or something like that for it. So we just wiped it off and got him back sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? They, owed us, they still owed us a million or around that. You know, still it's paying. even better, Dil. So we've got seven mil and we got him back. Yeah. Henry buzzing? Yeah, 100%. Um, the, the Millsborough bloke I spoke to at the end of last season um, when we were doing a view from the opposition was, was, was 
nothing but positive stuff about George Savile because I said, oh, he's been quite quiet since he's been at Middlesbrough. And he was like, yeah, but he's played well. And he's he's done other things for the team. He's been asked to play in a different role. So mm. I don't think we can look too much into his numbers at Middlesbrough, which I don't think were as quite as productive as they were for us. Um, he just gives you that, like, uh, yeah, look at that. That's not... I don't think that's... Yeah, he did better for us than one in four. He got, what, one in nine for Middlesbrough. Um, he... Um, he can also score from midfield, and we didn't have that with Ryan Woods. Uh, people always batter Ryan Woods. Uh, I've, I've got to say, again, I think he was underutilised, played in the wrong position, wasn't given the protection he needed, was given a certain role, told to play in a certain way. And when he was given a little bit more freedom, when Billy Mitchell went in there around the back, we saw a totally different player. We didn't see enough of that last season. So that's my bit on Ryan Woods. I'm always going to defend him because actually I think he's the kind of footballer yeah, all right, he's a bit lightweight, blah, blah, blah. But you've got people around him that can be those heavy, that heavyweight player. In George Savile, we've got a bit of both there. And we've also got someone that can score us a goal. Ryan Woods couldn't score us a goal. Um, and and was too lightweight at times as well. So so that's, that's very promising. And we've got those holding midfield players now in depth who can hopefully free him up to go and, you know, run the midfield a bit more we've got Bennett who can run off him we've got Wallace who can run off him and then so hopefully that's just going to free up those channels so we can get McNamara and Malone down the wings as well you know all of a sudden if I'm trying to defend that as a championship manager I'm like hang on a second they've got people that can run out of us all afternoon and we can get goals from midfield it's just a shame they've got Benicophobia up front <laughs> Ken what, 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 I'll touch on what H said there and you was right this is my only concern one it seems too good to be true for us and 2019, in football terms, when he left us, was a long time ago. He hasn't played a lot of games under Middlesbrough. Yes, he was asked to play in a more defensive role. I remember him. Maybe I've remembered it wrong. We played 4-4-2. He was uh, a 10, in effect. He pressed high in behind yep. Gregory Morrison. This was, of course, in a Neil Harris side. Is it going to affect his game having to play in a Gary Rowett system? And how do yeah. you think he'll try yeah. and use it? Someone's at, someone, again, wrote in the comments there, they said that if... if Savile plays in the formation that Rowie did last year, it will suffocate him. And and I and I think that's right. I slightly disagree with Henry um on the on the talk about the the CDMs. I hate I hate it. I hate the CDMs and I yeah. and I think that's we're very, very negative when we play in that formation. I think that if um we play a four four two and we've got a box to box midfielder alongside Savile, um and we've got two wingers on the wings um i think that's the way that we can create a lot more where we've got someone that can hold our midfield people like savile can go up our wingers can go up you've got malone and you've got mcnamara you know and we've got two center forwards i think Paul savile will generally um pull the strings around on in that team kenny like, i'll take your point on that but uh, about negativity and sitting deep but and I'm not gonna. I'm not slagging off Neil Harris. I want to make this abundantly clear before people start messaging saying he doesn't respect. I do respect Neil Harris and everything he did for the club. He brought the soul back to the club. He got us promoted. All due respect. But in the championship, after a while, we would get a goal and then we'd go to that ultra defensive, sit back and invite pressure and invite pressure and invite pressure. And it was like watching that bloody England team in the in you know yeah. in the Euros. Yeah. Um, I know it's a completely different thing, but it was just the same thing. And I think that yes, at times it is a bit defensive, but it's not as defensive as we played um with some of the four four twos under Neil Harris. Yeah, I, I agree with that. With I think with a four four two that we played with Harris, though, the problem was is that it was Jake Cooper, long, long diag to Steve Morrison. If you don't get it, 
it comes back to us, you know, whereas uh, Rowett definitely gets us playing a lot more on the floor now, playing a lot better football. Um, but I'd just like to see us try and play football in that 4-4-2. Um, yeah. And I'd like to have the likes of Jed, um, Mahoney um, or Malone, left and right. You know, like the old Stephen Reeds, the Paul Eiffels, yeah, where they were bombing down the wing. Like Basley, you know, like Basley says, two wingers, two strikers, the middle That's right. right. Yeah. Can I say, right, I agree with a lot that was said. I've made a lot of notes there. And then Henry said it, the England's. I, I agree with exactly what you said, Ken, um, about these fucking holding midfield players. I wrote down England. It's, it's, mm. I hate it. I don't know why you need two holding mid, midfield players to, defect, to protect three central defenders. Football in this day and age has changed. It's so defensive. And I hate that. And also I've written down 4-4-2. And as long as Gary Rout's got a hole in his ass, it's a dead, it's a dead argument. He will never ever play four four two. I don't think you see many many managers play four four two anymore. Full stop, really. Um, and, uh, and and, and yeah. praising now it. No, you're saying about the way we play football. Another reason towards back in the last season, I felt we turned. I felt we turned a corner, not just results wise, but I thought when he had Jed and Ben out front, Billy Mitchell coming through the middle, Scott Malone left. It was all linking up really nicely. We started to knock in the type of balls. That we're getting defenders turning, finding little pockets in areas and across the six yard box. Balls that you're saying, hey, do you know, I agree with you on the Bradshaw thing without covering too many areas at once. They're the sort of balls that Bradshaw wants, balls across the six yard box, getting in between defenders. We did start to play like that a lot, lot more. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I do agree. I hate this holding midfield player. I hate the fact that no managers play 4 4 2 anymore, but Rowett just won't. So, how do you both think he's going to use Savile? How do you think he's going to utilise him? <sighs> I mean, I hope he's not going to play him where he played Ryan Woods. Right, sure. that's, that's my first thing because he's going to he's going to have two and a half thousand completed passes for the season, but they're all going to be sideways or backwards, exactly. right? And we ain't getting anywhere with that. Um, so, I, you know, you'll see in the formation that I've put up that hopefully he sticks a holding player just behind him and lets him push up with Jed and Bennett. That's what I hope, but I, I don't know. Emery, I agree with you on the. Um... I just say when you said about Ryan Woods, I think Ryan Woods is a, is a fantastic player, um, but he's definitely not a player that sits in front of Hutch and Cooper. And I think we've said a lot on our podcast, didn't we? Let's put him in a ten. Let's put him in a ten and see how he gets on there, where where he doesn't have the opportunity to pass it sideways. And when he did get further forward, he knocked in balls that I've never seen before in my life that you Paul Pogba would do. You know, um, but you can't you can't play Savile Savile in front of. Um, in front of the defence. Savile can only play as a 10. Well, this is... Uh, you're right, King. And this is the point, because I've got written down here, right? This is... Am I not remembering it right? Because everyone's going, oh, there's so many midfielders, right? We've got... I've got written down here, Billy Mitchell, Ben Thompson, Brian Leonard, George Evans, Keith Bell, Mahoney and Savile. Now, the reason I've got Mahoney written in there is Mahoney, Thompson and Savile will all play in, in that hole, right? None of the others probably will. Maybe well, Leonard could. You've got more central midfielders and more people that could play in a hole. There's two different types there. You'll never see Ben Thompson sit in front of a back four now, ever. No. <laughs> He's more of a 10. I think Savile's more of a 10 if, we, if we're going to use him in that way. Do you know what I mean? But is he going to use him in that way? Because uh, Rowett doesn't always like to... He likes to play two... Well, he likes to play three at the back at home. That's what frustrates me. And then that's when you don't have the 10. You have the 10 when you play a flat back four. He never plays a flat back four away from home, does he? No. He didn't play a flat back forever. A couple of times he did do it last year. We won games and he changed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Bristol City, 
Is that right? I think he did at Bristol. Is, is my yeah, memory serving? Mahoney played in the 10 and fucking tore it up. But um, right. yeah, I just, I just, I just don't, I'm not confident he's going to use, he's going to play that formation. Let's move on to our teams then. We, let's, let's let us on nicely. Let's go to, uh, sorry, before we do this, let's look at some comments. Pete, well, Peter's going for a team. It's hard to know. Um, Kenny's going to go mad because that's pretty much my team, I think, Pete. We just said, yeah, like I'd, I'd say Mahoney and Savile could both play in that 10. Don't see where else, I don't see where else Mahoney could play in this sort of current structure, right? So I'm losing track a bit, right? Let's go on to teams, right? I'm going to start on my team. I asked you both today to send me the team you go with to start the season. I'm going to get some shit for mine, I know that. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to show you mine. This is the team I go to start the season. Three at the back: Cooper, Hutchinson, Ballard, right side of a three. Danny Mac, right wing back. Scott Malone, left wing back. Billy Mitchell and Ryan Leonard holding. I was tempted between. I was very torn there between Leonard and Keith and With Savile in a ten, and Jed and Bennett up front. Ken, what are you happy about that? Horrendous. Um, right. I'm going to say this: that is the team that I would start the season with. You got you got a bit of battle and a bit of bite and a bit of quality in there as well with Billy Mitchell. You have got Savile joining in with Jed and Bennett. Um, you got Scott Malone and Danny Matt. They pretty much picked themselves, and then the three centre backs with Barton Gog. Now the reason Jed and Bennett have to continue up front, in my opinion, is we haven't replaced or got strikers in that we need. Right? I like Max Smith, but when he does start games, he doesn't score, and he always he's better as an impact player. Bennett and Jed, for me, I, I know that Jed isn't a striker, but they really worked towards the back end of the last season. So can you tell me what's wrong with that, why you don't agree? And we'll get onto your team after. And H, what do you think of my team as well, boys? I think that, um, I think that you're, I think you're, what you've done is you've picked the side that you think that Rowett would pick. And then I think you've picked the best players for them positions. That's, that's what I think. I, I, know, I know why you've gone Jed and Bennett up front. Um, they, mate, they scored a lot. They, they've had a really, I feel they really struck up a partnership towards the back of the last did. I, I'll go back to the argument and I, I can pretty I can pretty much remember it because I, I remember telling Jack this in, in the la last podcast. When Jed played right back, uh, right mid, sorry, as, as a winger, just as a winger, he scored 11 goals and I think he got eight assists. When he played up front, he got 10 goals and like four assists. So if you want to, if you want to, if you want to even it out, Jed Wallace is a far better right winger than what he is a striker. Um, and he can offer us a lot more in ways of goals and assists. Sorry, you're saying he does. You're saying he does the same damage, if not more, out on the wing. So we could just do another strike in it. Well, yeah. I mean, based on them statistics, he does yeah. more damage on the wing than what he does up front. I do get. I do get why. Um, you know, we we played him up front. We didn't really have any choice, did we? You know, he he, he had to go up front, and he and he done well. But what frustrates me is now people now think he's a striker, and and I'll tell you something. If he was to leave our club and go anywhere else, he'd be a winger. He wouldn't be a striker. Hate so why has he got to be a striker with us? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you say we're putting square pegs in round holes, isn't it? Is that, is that the same? Yeah. H, what do you think of my team? Uh, I don't... It's, well, it's got Ryan Leonard in it for a start. Um, oh, yeah, I don't, about a year ago, I never would have had Leonard in my team, but he really... really <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't see that. But, yeah, I'd, you know... Yeah, it, it, it looks all right. It doesn't inspire me with particular... Like one way or another, I, I, can, I can see, I can see why you put everyone where they are. I, I think it's, a, I think it's a very safe team, Dan. Yeah, that's, you, like, that's, that's what I would say. 
Mm. Um, and and uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. You know, it's, it's it's difficult to know. When I start seeing teams like that, I'm like, maybe Kenny's right. We should have four four two or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, but it's you gritted your teeth there, then as well. I see yeah. that. Well, him, let's talk about your side then, because there it is on the screen. Bolkowski and goal. Go on, then you took us through it. Um, well, I mean, I guess the only the only difference bit is is the two in the middle. I'd have uh, uh, Billy Mitchell sitting back in the hole, and I'd have Savile a bit further forwards. Mm. Um, and I've put it was a toss up between Smith and a phobie, but I think that if we signed him, we've 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 got to give him a go, right? Um, so mm. who knows with him and Bennett, maybe they'll create a bit more space for him to to actually go and and score some goals. Um, the thing is, Bennett will cut in. I know what you're saying. If Bennett, if, if Smith played up front there in the middle of those two, they'd cut in. They wouldn't put the right cross, right type of crosses in for him, would they? For Smith? I, I don't know. I think you've, you've got to be looking at Malone and McNamara to do that, really. Um, and obviously, the, the the big controversy there is probably sticking Marlon Romeo, but I thought he did very well when he was in the back three. Um, towards the end, I mean, you know, he... he he had a, a difficult season for a number of reasons last year, but but I still think that actually him and Danny Mac could play very well together. And if Mac got caught in possession further up the pitch, Romeo could slot into that, and everyone could shuffle across. Malone could come across. Um, if we could if we could organise that, correct? I mean, I know that that actually against Bournemouth didn't work particularly well, but um, you know we we didn't have um, Hutch and Cooper at the back to marshal it. So uh, with a bit more sort of rigidity, that might work a bit better. Hmm. Ken, what are you thinking about um, Henry's team? Um, I mean, I'd rather have Romeo up front than in than in defence. Have you <laughs> have you gone a little bit Carl Walker for England there, thinking where he's pacey and he can redeem himself if if there was a fuck up? <laughs> I think yeah, but do you know the problem is is like um, oh, what was it? Was it Tony Witter? Romeo, yeah. Romeo would be the only player that would um, that would make a cock up around about there. So he'd be he'd be pacing back his own cock ups. I agree. That's, um, that's what's about Carl Walker during the thing. Oh, right, he can recover from from a cock up, but he's the one who's made the cock up. I don't think that. Um, I mean, Romeo. Romeo for me, I always quite liked Romeo. Um, especially was it? Well, I think it was Romeo that had um, uh, Onya Demya in front of him. That that was. A, I used to think that that was quite a good little little partnership. But uh, since that's sort of gone, I don't think that Romeo. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Really gives us anything. He's, he, he looks energetic. He looks like he's doing a lot. Um, he can't he can't defend in my opinion. He can't cross a ball, and when he cuts in and hits it with his left foot, I've only ever seen him score once from doing it. And I swear it come off Bradshaw's back of his boot. So, and that was in was it the four one win against? <laughs> and I remember it because I always back us to win four one. So I was over the moon. Um, Romeo was my best mate then, but um, the three with with. You're right with them. I think they're cutting in a bit too much, and I'm not. I'm not slagging off your 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 um your team. And um and with Mitchell, I'm still not sold on Mitchell. I've had this discussion with Dan uh, quite a few times. I I think that he could be a a, a great for us, Billy Mitchell. I really do. Um, but I honestly don't think it's now. Um, and I think that we could potentially damage Billy Mitchell, giving him a full season in the championship this season. Um, and I'd re- I would really like to see Billy Mitchell go out on loan um, in League One and then have him back. I think it's too early. But it's all about opinions. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm getting really defensive, but I just know that he's really Rowett's number one. That's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you're not right or I'm, I'm not right, but I know that Rowett, how much Rowett rates him, and I think he's going to be yeah, yeah. number one in there. He, that, like, back in the day, you'd have 11 players, wouldn't you? And yeah. doing three subs now, mate. I was just the other day against um, Fulham. You could have out there two sides, and they both compete in the championship. We got we got too many players. We got far too many players. We're going to get onto that. Who we need to get rid of, and who we can still do with getting in. We'll get onto that after we've looked at Kenny's team. I think this is going to be the most popular team with the uh, with within the comments, with the exception of the goalkeeper. Oh, okay. Well, this is an interesting one, which we can talk about because I've not looked at it to be. Honest. Well, I did look at it. But I didn't look at the goalkeepers. It took bars a given. Take it the other day, mate. Yeah, you've put long in. Here we go. Then go on in, Ken. Talk us for your team. Well, I, I'm I'm either old fashioned or or a psychopath. I think. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, I, I love Bar. I really do, um, and I think he has been a fantastic player for us. But I I do honestly believe that over the last season. He made a he made a few errors. Uh, don't get me wrong. He, he saved us in a lot of games as well. So I, you know, I'm not here to slag him off. I think he's been brilliant. But I don't know whether anybody else noticed there was a there was a few times he let some goals in, and I I just looked and thought he hasn't he hasn't moved for that. Like his legs weren't working, type of thing. Um, and 
for, for me, I honestly think, I mean, I think that Bart will start the season, um, but I don't think that he will play the full season. I think that Long is a very, very good goalkeeper. Um, and I think that he will um, push Bart to the extreme. That's either going to do one or two things. Is either going to, Bart's going to have an absolutely worldy of a season again, um, like he did over, say, you know, 90% of the season, um, or George Long's going to push through. But either, either, either way, it's good for us as a club. So, um, we're, we're, we're strong like that in lots of positions now. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. he's had a very strong pre season. You've got Scott Malone, Junior Tienza, both left wing backs. We'll get on yeah. to it later. We, we, we've got so much strength in depth now. It's actually frightening. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Mate, I, I, a comment. Of... The other day, I was standing right behind Bart's goal, mate. He didn't move. And I yeah. think I think you're right. I think they've got long in with a view to um, Bart eventually handing over the baton. It's um, age, age, right? Age more than anything. Of course, with, yeah, with Bart has got, has got to start becoming more and more of a factor. He came to us with a dodgy knee. Was that right? He, you know, there was, yeah. there was there was some underlying issue there that meant the the, the transfer got postponed, and um, and he's had two cracking seasons. Uh, Kenny, you're very very brave for dropping our player of the season two years on the bounce for him but anyway fair play mate uh, I love that I mean I've got I've got Romeo in the back three so uh, <laughs> so it swings and roundabouts isn't it um, I a, a, I've gone a little bit more adventurous I've gone too you, you boys have gone for it really and I've gone a little bit safe maybe I don't know go on Ken sorry mate carry on yeah I, the, look the reason for my for my selection is, is I'm going out on what I would pick this is this is my opinion I think that we have a solid back four um, and our two, our right back and our left back are both players that can overlap. Um, I also think, like I've said before, I think Jed Wallace is is a fantastic right winger. Um, and I think Mahoney is a great player to be serving very, very good crosses um, into the box. I also think that Savile can then become a 10. And I also think that Leonard... Listen, I don't know about anybody else, but I think that Leonard, before he got injured, was one of or the best player that we had in our in our squad at that time. Um, and if he can get back to that sort of form, of he can be our CDM and and he can be our central midfielder and he could also be a ten, all in all in a, one set of play. The the miles that he does in a in a in a game is incredible. And I just think then if you've got Mahoney crossing the ball over from the left, you've got Bennett in the box, you've got Smith in the box, you've got Savile coming in from the middle, you've got Jed coming in from the right, but we've also got, still got a solid four, um, essentially, you know, so with, with, with Leonard and, and our um, and our defenders. So I'm not laughing at that, Kim. <laughs> yeah, I'll just see it. <laughs> That's everything, man. That's not just like, uh, H, I'm going to talk after you about him, Kenny C, sorry. And what I don't agree with, and what I do agree. With. What do you think of Kenny's side there? I mean, look on paper, Ken, the four-four-two. It sounds magical, but I just think we're having a non-argument here. That's the only problem I've got of it. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm saying Rowan's wrong. H, what do you think of Kenny's team? Well, I, I think that I think Malone and McNamara are probably the two that they're more wing-back style players. I don't think either of them are as solid at the back. I'd potentially maybe have Wallace and Romeo if I was going to play in that situation. But I know why you've got those there. On the left-hand side, I love Malone, but he can't defend. And if I was going to play before, I'd have Murray Wallace. I don't Um, agree with Romeo, though. I'd stick with Danny Mack. Go on, mate, carry on. um, 
Mahoney, I love that. I love, love where he is. I love where Jed is as well. I think that's great. I totally, I totally see what uh, Kenny Stone midfield as well with Sevelin, um Leonard, even though I, I, I still don't get Ryan Leonard. Um, and Bennett and Smith up front. Yeah, I just, you know, I think you're going to get 60 minutes out of Bennett, aren't you? I love Mason Bennett, by the way, but, you know, he looks like he smokes 90 fags a day and has never shaved in his life. Um, so, I don't know, is he living in the camper van? He just rolls out of it in the morning, scrappies, <laughs> and just like, I don't know. But for me, I'd, I'd probably put Bradshaw and Smith up there and give him a run in the team. But I, I totally see what you're doing, Kenny. I, yeah. I, quite, I quite like that to change it up. It'd be nice to go to an away day and see that team go and see what they could do. But I do yeah. think the Malone, maybe, okay, maybe Danny Mac, maybe I'm a bit too harsh, but, yeah. but I think having those wing backs attacking like they do, unless McNamara is going to swap with Jed like Romeo and he used to do on that on that mm. right hand side, and, and the same on uh, you know Malone. I'm not sure Connor Mahoney's the greatest defender in the entire planet if they were going to do that. But yeah, interesting. Mm. I mean, if I was going to go with that kid, if I had to play a 4-4-2, Manish, you've got to play 4-4-2. The only things I'd change, obviously, I'd have, I'd have Barton goal, but I do see where you're saying with Long's going to come in eventually, I believe. Uh, Scott Malone, I love, but he can't defend. He, I was watching the other day, he was so far advanced on the in a post to where Danny Mack was on the opposite side of the pitch. Um, yeah. He doesn't want to defend either. So I would go Murray Wallace, left back, and I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. I would play um, Malone where Mahoney is. And the reason being is, I, I love Mahoney. I think he's our most talented player, but it just ain't fucking happen for him. And I just don't think it's going to. I just don't. And I don't see where he's going to play in Rowett's in Rowett's in Rowett's structure. However, what you're what we're saying there about we didn't play the right formation for Matt Smith. That's exactly the right formation for Matt Smith. They'll get the exact right crosses in for him there to be scoring goals. Um, I like he can, but I just I cannot see happening. Unfortunately, no. I, I, listen, I can't either. Then I can't. I can't either. But you know that I think. I think I'll go on, I, I, unfortunately, I'll go on statistics quite a lot of the time. I, and I, as I've said loads, I do believe at the moment, unfortunately, Matt Smith is our best striker. Um, and so if he is our best striker, yeah. Um, as once said, the stats don't lie. No. And if we're going to, if we're going to have to play Matt Smith, then let's work to his strengths. Mm. And that would, that would be the way that I'd, I'd have to play it in order to get more goals out of him. Okay, good. So that's all our team sorted. That's all um, the sign is discussed. I've just put that on the screen here from Teddy Davis because as we go, I make notes. I mean, always structure the show anyway. You've got the busy um, running all the earlier on on the group, but I'll just make notes. The first note I made of tonight, right, as just as we were chatting, I think it's something Henry said, was Keith and Evans, right? And Teddy just said there, no, no Keith and Bell in no teams think that could wind up a poor signing. I don't think that Evans and Keith and Bell were poor signings by any stretch. However, Evans was awful the other day. But I don't think you're going to see either of them getting much this year. I think when I said at the time Rowett needs to do X, Y and Z to keep his job, he brought those two in at the time to stop the rot. But I think going forward, you're not going to see a lot from either of those. H, would you, yeah. would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that they are good, solid championship backup players, aren't they? Really, if we're talking about like, you know, a couple of like, Ryan gets injured again. We need someone to sit in front. Maybe he wants to, you know, if we if, if we're trying to defend the lead from somewhere and he's going to sit back and soak up a bit of pressure as much as we love that, he's going to bring him on then. But yeah, I mean, Evans looked good, didn't he, when he first started, but he's had a couple of mares. Like that Bournemouth game was was shocking. Um, and Cliftonville, uh, the thing I love about 
Kiffenfeld is, is he likes to tackle. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of like Alex Ray in that sense, just flying into challenges left, right, and centre, which is quite. You're halfway there. You're halfway there as a middle player with the fans. If you like flying into a tackle, aren't you? Yeah, well, I think he got booked like three times. You know, he played five games or something, didn't he? He's certainly, you know, just 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 lamping people all over the shop. So breaking up play or whatever, but didn't really offer much else. But you know, we 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 shall see. What Teddy uh, said there about could turn out to be poor signings. I don't think that's poor signings, Ted, but I do know exactly what you're saying. I think they're players for the here and now. And I think that going forward, you're not going to see either of them. Ken, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think that Evans and Corn Beef were exactly what we needed at that time. Um, and that is it. Um, yeah, I think I think we needed, we needed something, you know, in that sort of defensive midfielder sort of role. Um, we was a little bit light, weren't we, as well? If I remember rightly, there. Yeah. Um, the problem. The problem is that we don't necessarily need them. I agree with Henry. They are great championship backup players, um, and that they would. They're they're great to have on the bench if we want to soak up a bit of pressure, etc. After hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Well, boys, while we were talking there, I managed to upload um, George Evans's Wikipedia page, so it's going to pop on the screen now. It's not going to be a full graphic because I've only just literally put it on, but we'll see it here. I did want to talk about this. When we signed him, like, and I, I don't mind him at all, but I think he's better at the back than he's in midfield. However, he had some horrendous games towards the back end of last season. If you look at that, he's not actually played a lot of games anywhere he's gone. Look, mm. Man City, obviously, he didn't play at all. But looking, you know, Reading, two full seasons, uh, 59. Mm. Oh, that's arguably not too bad. But three mm. years at Derby, only playing 34 times. That's not even one full season in three. Um. Yes, yeah, so, you know, I don't think we're wrong in saying, in saying what we're saying, which leads me on to the next um, thing on the agenda. I don't know what the agenda is. I'm looking around for it. <laughs> Where are we as a squad? Are you both comfortable with who we've got? Is there anywhere you think we need to strengthen? Is there anyone you'd like to see get out of the door? Um, as a squad, do you think we're strong enough to stay in the champ, H? To, to stay in the championship? Yeah, I think I think we probably are. Um, the thing that worries me is the depth and quality of our strikers again, right? Like that was our problem last season was, was, was scoring goals. I don't see how we have remedied that. I hope we've remedied that, but I don't see how we've, we've kind of, we haven't brought in a player like last season. All right, Troy Parrott didn't work out, but we were like, oh, that's quite an exciting signing. Like we had Harry Kane before. It's the kind of player that might lift us up to the next level. Didn't happen for whatever reasons, you know, Injuries wasn't good enough. Whatever, um, you know, we've 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 still got John Daddy with us. Um, uh, a lot, lots of huff and puff. I think I think people give him a lot of grief. Oh, he's only scored two goals for us or something. Um, fair enough. But you know, he does try his best for us, but he just doesn't look like he's good enough for this level. Um, which is amazing considering he plays international football, albeit for Iceland. Um, so I think strikers worry me, but everywhere else we've got that strength in depth to be a team that could kick on for the playoffs. It's just, it's just you know, one of our strikers. It would be great if we get just one of them to step up and score. Like we said, even ten goals. You know, with with the added goals coming from Bennett and Wallace and, and a few others from elsewhere. You know, Cooper's going to get you four or five from from set pieces. Mm. You know, Malone scored what four or five last season when he came in, and you know. 
He looked, he looked electric the other day. He just looked like he ain't been off all summer. Like he was just involved in everything, whipping balls. Just watching him up close as well. Like you can hear everything they're saying. He's so confident. Like, and he's just always looking to hurt the opposition. Yeah. And I think perfect. that's in effect what could keep um, keep Mahoney out of the side. Volta Sampaio, sorry to change the subject. Uh, we need Maradona, Pele, and Eusebio. So I think Volta Sampaio, if you're a regular to the um, live stream, you know what that's about. If you're not, sorry. But yeah, Volta, I think what Volta is getting at there is at points maybe we need to one hand neck in and be happy with what we got. Just that one striker again, and we just haven't. I think it's a little bit with a Windass potential signing. We offered 400 grand in instalments for a five million pound player. Like, what's it going to take for us to go to that next level, break the bank and the transfer record, Ken? Do, do you know what, though? We, we are happy with what we've got. This is. This I, is I, don't know what, Ken, I think if we went out and bought a striker for 10 million pounds, I don't think you'd like it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I, I, but I, that's that's because I'm I'm that type of Millwall supporter. If that, oh, no, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but also, we, we are happy with what we've got. I, I've said this already. I've been more happy with a Laffy starting up front. Um, I've been more happy with seeing that Nana Botang on the bench. I wouldn't be happy with seeing Tyler Berry anywhere near the first team. But like, it's, it's when you then go and sign a player like Benikafobi, we're allowed to have an opinion. Um, and we're allowed to judge it because if you're going to go and make a signing, in my opinion, make it make it worthwhile and and make it make the team better. Does Benikafobi's stats, uh, based on his stats, is that going to make our team better? Yeah, the answer is no. Um, so let's give one of our own grown players a chance. And if he messes up, we're not going to moan about it. Spot. I think it's a little bit like my team selection tonight, boys. You're saying. If we're going to fucking do something, let's fucking actually do something instead of playing safe like Dan has when he's 11. Let's take the yeah. fucking risk. Let's spend a bit of money. Let's go with that homegrown player. Because if we're going to get the same mundane but vast and shit, we'd rather not have bothered. H. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah. I, th I think, again, though, it, like when we have taken we have taken chances on players in the past, you know, and it, it, it hasn't always worked out. And I <laughs> I always go back to Euran, that you know, Russian geezer. In, you know, come, comes in the middle of a season which has been a dreadful season. Everyone starts writing Russian flags and there's 14,000. We have to put all the Port Vale fans in the tiny little corner of the ground and everyone's getting excited. And, we, you know, now we're going to make a kick on for promotion and we still get relegated. If you look on paper, he's still a quality signing. Euran's a quote like I'm not being for you know, Russian national team, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it didn't work out or whatever, but he was a quality footballer. But at the time, we were just so bereft of morale, we were never going to do anything. Now, this is the complete opposite situation, exactly like you're saying, Kenny. We've got a team which is full of potential talent and can do the job all over the park, with the exception for somebody that could come in and make that difference up top. And we, you know, whether that's a loan signing or, or you know, we we give. We just we just haven't upgraded what we've already got in our team. We've yeah. added more of the same. Yeah. Um, and not only have we added more of the same, we've added somebody who hasn't really... Like, if he'd banged in 15, 16 goals last season for Trasbon, fair play. Yeah. He scored, he scored five goals. Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong. I'll always punch that with I hope I'm wrong. But it's just like you say, I'd much prefer to see, you know, a young player given a shot... Um, uh, than, than bringing in a loan signing from Stoke. Well, look, yeah, as well, I, I always say, and I think we all, all always say this as well, you know, we, we can have whoever we like up front, they're all going to score goals because they don't get the service. 
But look at it now, right? If you've got Malone on the left, Jed on the right, Bennett as well, and Savile in behind, surely Degan, that's going to yeah. create. Surely that's going to yeah. create. You think so, right? Mm. Any any opinions on who could fill that void? We're, we're all sitting here saying, well, what we need is this and what we need is that. And this is where I struggle as well. I couldn't actually go, well, that's the player we should go and get. A few people oh. saying Liam Lap in the comments. I don't oh. think we need another player, Dan. I, I said it last last season. I'll say it again. I honestly believe that we've got the players in, the, in our squad to push for the playoffs all, already. And that was that was last season. I mean, granted, now we've got these players. But that we have to be that we have to play these players the right way. Uh, again, we we had a player in Ryan Woods last season. As you know, I hated Woods last season because, but I didn't hate him. I hated him because of where he was playing and where he was made to play. Yeah, and I yeah. felt like it was everyone other than Rowett could see that that bloke would be ten times better twenty meters up the pitch. Um. And and that's why you get frustrated. So it's all right having George Savile, so all right having Bennett Lafobia. We could have Cristiano Ronaldo in our squad, but if he's if he's playing left wing back, he's not going to score many goals. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just one of them things. I tell you, I would like to see go. I think it's going to be quite controversial. I, I want to see Ben Thompson go. It's been, I mean, look, I think the likeness is the gaffer has said as well that no one's going to come in before people leave. He's already said Bod Varson can leave. I think you're likely to see Alafe, uh, Alex Mitchell and Tyler Berry all leave on loan. I want to cover that one quickly. Um, Tyler Berry come from AFC Wimbledon in 2019. So two and a half years later, we're trying to loan him back to a League One side for experience. For me, that says he hasn't progressed and he can run fast, but he isn't very good, honestly. Alex <laughs> Mitchell, I think, will really benefit from a, from a League One, League Two loan. For a season and then Lafay personally, I would keep. So Jed, the contract I believe will get sorted. So I only really leaves, I think, but Varson, who's as I said, been told he can leave, and Thompson. So yeah, go on, Ken. Where do you stand on Thompson? And then uh, 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 again, before before Savile came, I still and again I threw stats at everybody in the last podcast where Ben Thompson effectively was our best midfielder last season. Um he'd scored more goals. Um, and he'd made more assists, and he'd spent less time on the pitch than most of our midfielders. Mm. As, as hard as that may be to to believe, and it, it was true, it's facts. However, I can't watch uh, someone like Ben Thompson get fucked about again for another season. Do you know what? We either incorporate him because I think he's a good midfielder, or we go, Ben, thanks ever so much, go to Portsmouth, play 40 games a season, and show us that we were wrong, or show that majority of the Millwall fans were wrong. Mm. I, I don't want to see him be fucked about. It's similar to what you're saying to Billy Mitchell. Like, you don't want to see people playing 10, 15 games. You want to see him progress, and you want to see him play. Now, I agree with what you said, Ben Thompson. When we're both sitting here saying Ben Thompson's a great player, he isn't a great player. Me and you both know he isn't a great player. Yeah, he may However, not, he may not get 2,000 completed passes, but he comes onto the pitch and he affects football matches. And I feel that Ben Thompson is falling a little bit in the Evans and Keithton belt. He was what we needed for the here and now. But going forward, like Henry says, if you want to progress, H, it's probably time for him to get out the door on it for his own good as well as that, as well as the clubs. Unfortunately, I think so. I mean, he tries so hard 
because he's a Millwall fan, he's, he's, he plays the game probably like a lot of us fans would. He just runs around and tries yeah. to impact the game in any way that he can. And last season, unfortunately, I thought felt that was more negative than it was positive. He had a few games where he really w- was quite poor, and that some of the yeah. worst performances I think we've seen of him. Now, I don't, I don't blame him for that. I think again, he was trying to fit into a system which perhaps doesn't suit his style of play. Because as we've said, he's more of a number ten pushing on, and we saw how good he could be when he started scoring goals against Birmingham when he came back from Portsmouth from that first loan. But he was, you know, he was slipping and sliding all over the shop. I don't know how many times he lost his footing, but someone pointed it out to me, and I started going, "Oh yeah!" And like in every single game, it was like he was Bambi on ice and just flinging himself all over the shop, um, like a bit like a headless chicken, like he was trying to prove a point, and he just looked like someone that was fighting for his professional career at Millwall um, towards the end of last season, which I think is a shame. But I think for his own good, yeah, he should go to Portsmouth. Good football. I'm saying this, you know, he's one of our own. Touching on what you said there, he is, in my opinion, overinvested in it in the club. It, that's what it looks like to me when you see yeah. when I saw him throwing himself about and losing his footing so much last season. I was like, that's because yeah. he's just trying too hard. Bless you. Want to play anywhere? Like, I don't, fair he play to the bloke. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, it's, but again, you know, I know for a fact he was he was he was Portsmouth bound at one point at the back end of the last season, but situations changed within the squad and he. He fair play to me, forced his way back in. And I watched the other day against Fulham again. He was the only one that played 90 minutes. Mm. And he, he fell over a couple of times. Yes, he knocked a couple of misplaced passes, but he was lively. He was getting in behind. He had an effort over the bar. Um, we need those type of players at Mill, but it's a very, very yeah. difficult one. Thompson, would you keep him or would you not keep him? Angus McClellan just says he needs a lot of studs. Um, <laughs> another comment I just want to agree with Chris. I love Murray Wallace. I love Murray Wallace as well. It's because, um, but there you go. Ugly Jack, but proper committed. <sighs> Talking about Thompson as well, I'm not sure. Probably Wallace. Ugly, ugly Jack. Um, uh, and just getting on to Wallace, Teddy, Teddy Davis getting a lot of airtime, right, Ted? How are people <laughs> saying sell Jed? Now, there was a, a question about Jed with this contract issue. Um, he's out of contracts at the end of this coming season. So if he doesn't sign a new contract, then he will leave the club on a free. What is he the wrong side of 27 as well now? Just, just about, yeah. He's he's reaching that. Threshold. I think Jed knows. I think Jed's a bit big time. He knows he's a big, big fish in a small pond. I don't think he's succeed anywhere else. He wants a new contract. The club can't agree on that. So my interpretation of again, I don't know anything, but and I'm using examples. If he's on, for example, twelve grand, he might want twenty, and the club are only offering fifteen or something like that. And at the minute, they can't agree on terms. And there was a rumor Burnley were interested, mm. but I think that will get resolved. Um, if we did sell him, we predominantly sell players for nowhere near what we should. But also, he's only got a year left. So if you could cash in on Jed and get five million and swap him in for, a, for example, a brand new striker with that five million, because don't forget, if we sell him as well for five million, JB's not giving us the whole full five there, is he? If you could sell Jed to reinvest it in a better sense, Ken, would you do it? Yeah, I don't think we'd get five million for Jed. Never. I don't think I don't think he only got five million when he was on fire a couple of years nah, ago. Uh, no, honestly, I don't. I've, uh, listen, uh, Jed is such an awkward one, such an awkward one. Because one game you'll watch him play and you'll be like, he is out of this world, right? And then the next game you watch him and go, he was the worst player on the pitch. And uh, you just wish if he found that middle ground, you'd be happy. The big problem with Jed as a right winger. 
we don't really have anybody to, as a backup for him, do we? Really? You've got what, Mahoney? Tyler Berry. No, he ain't a backup. He's horrendous. Right, you know, he, he, he is horrendous. Uh, they, they, he should be nowhere near the first team. I haven't seen him. All he does is run with the ball, get fouled, or, or lose it. A bit like Jed, really. Apart <laughs> from Jed managed to bang sort of 10, 11 goals in a season. But um, that's why Jed is, a, is a, like you say, he's a big fish in a small pond because there's no one else to replace him in our squads, really. Um, and over the last two seasons of desperation that we've had, he's been the one to bail us out, essentially, um, and, and score the goals. I don't think Jed will have a great season this season. If we end up having a striker that scores goals and he's not the big daddy anymore, I don't think Jed will have a good season. I agree, but I don't think they're going to get a striker that's going to score the goals. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't know. We've, we've we've got to keep him. Uh, there's there's no two ways about that. I I, I know he, he blew hot and cold last season, but so did everyone. And I think without him and him trying to take that mantle on and making something happen, I think he really took that on himself last year to try and do it. The other point I'd make is we got how much for Savile? Seven million? Well, we never signed anyone. Did we, did we get Ryan Leonard in? And I'm really sorry he's underwhelmed me completely. Yeah. Like as a replacement for Savile, they're not even in the same league, in my opinion. No, I agree so, with that. So even even we're not even, so first of all we've agreed he's not we're not going to get near five million for him right okay so um, I mean so you know so we're not and we wouldn't get the money in anyway but it would, it would all be in instalments or cupcakes getting sent down or you know electricity bills being paid or you know like I don't know whatever it, it, we wouldn't get whatever that cash is and we wouldn't be able to go and spend it on a striker that could replace him to a player of his quality people forget right. That for the past two seasons he's been rated, and we, t- you, you, Kenny, you've talked about statistics a lot this evening. But if you look at his statistics in terms of assists and goals, he is in the top five or six or seven players, not just in the championship, but across Europe. And people, Europe, you know, people yeah. are right. and that's two years on the spin now. So his profile's got to be up there now. Do, do I mean I don't think he's he he's he's the be or end all. But I've loved watching his development since he came in on loan from Wolves. Looked like he was, you know. Could, could be a good player and then really, you know, came and just made the difference a couple of times. And I think he had, when he had to go back to Wolves and we lost to Barnsley in the playoffs, that was one of the one of the contributing factors. Obviously, the, the other one was the injury to Byron and some terrible managerial decisions about who the captain was going to be. But, you know, you've just, you, you've got, he's, he, I think he's a quality player. I'd be gutted if he left. And he's quite right. You know, Peter's quite right. He probably is. The only I don't think he's the only player. I think Mason Bennett could if he stayed fit. I was fit, say that. Well, I, like well. that. I, like. I said I think Bennett could be up there with him this year. Ken, do you agree? Jet, the, uh, me yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't sell him unless someone come along and went. Look, if someone turned around and went, we'll give you five million for Jed. I'd say. I'd say bite their hands off. But I. I think that if Jed, well, this is what happened last season or the same the season before. If Jed doesn't play well, we don't play well. And that, that that was a big, big yeah. problem for us. But, um, but Kenny, if we're not going to see the money, what's the point in selling him? I mean, he yeah. might want to wait and he might go, do you know what, I've had my head turned and I want to go and earn 23, 24 yeah. grand a week like George Savile did. I think Savile only left us because Poulis turned around and said, here's three times what you're on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like you said, we, we take that money, but we, we wouldn't see five, we wouldn't see that five million pounds. No, we, no if we had... Over the next 60 years, like I said, and it would be paying our electricity bill and, you know... How much did we pay for Jeddah originally? 
yeah that's right yeah it was a combination yeah, and that, that's what we're looking at if we were to if we were to get that if we were to get that money and we spent that money on another shed then it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a problem but what what i'm saying i would like to see us play without jed i said this last season i'd like to see us play five games without jed um and and see whether that that changes changes things changes the way we play maybe even changes our formation because jed isn't in the team but i do agree jed is one player where you do have to keep him on the pitch because he has that one little moment of magic that is you know i'm not um i'm not not a fan of jed wallace um you know, I just think that he was played out of positions and et cetera, et cetera. I'd quite happily keep him. Um, but we have to have a replacement for him as well, or at least someone in mind as a backup. I expect Jeb Wallace. I am a fan of Jeb Wallace, and it may seem that I'm not, because I expect more from him, because I know that he's better than everyone else. It's one of them ones. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, the teacher's pet. What do you mean for this one occasion you haven't done your own work? You're fucking brilliant. Why are you not doing your own work? Can you say something there? If you could get five million from you, bite their hand off and buy another Jed Wallace. Do you either you think a five million pound rated player would no disrespect to our club want to join Millwall? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is is Wage buy someone that was there. progressive like Jed Wallace. So when yeah. when we bought Jed Wallace, say for the six hundred thousand, if it was one point two combined, say the say yeah, it was six hundred thousand, yeah. right? I'd quite happily take the five mil for Jed and go and find a young, exciting right winger. Only because I think I know wingers are up and down anyway. That's you know that's that's a winger for you. Yeah. But I'd rather go and buy a couple of wingers or something like that. I just think that sometimes Jed impacts our game in the wrong way sometimes we, as well we, as we. Yeah, we build it around Jed instead of maybe build now we can win a yeah. game. Or How many times he give the ball away last season? Well, this and, is the thing. Um, I mean, like 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 Harry, uh, said, at times moments of magic, but then other times ridiculously naive and non-football brain mistakes. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. this is going to take us back now. It's pretty much the way we started the show. It's probably how we're going to end it because we're kicking on that, boys. I'm going to keep you all night. Um, Anna Kiriaka was obviously Danny, Beardy Danny. He's on his missus' thing. Jed is our best player, but don't fit into Rowett's system. That's why he's playing up front. And then Chris John Payne says, what is Rowett's system? <laughs> we started the season talking about, the show talking about Rowett. Let's, talk, let's finish the season, uh, sorry, the show, if I can get my fucking words out, talking about Rowett again. How will he approach this season? How do you think he'll start the season formation-wise? And how do you think we're going to do? Ben? Same, I think, same, uh, as last, same as last season. Sorry, Ken, you go, mate. Go on, whoever. I think, I think that he'll, he'll start as, as, he, as he ended. Yeah. Um, the difference is, is that he's got a few other players in now. Um, like you say, people like Malone's going to be chomping at a bit. I think that Cooper and Hutch know that they've got a, uh, a highly rated centre-back up their arse, but I, I don't think that that will ever change their their bond, if that makes sense. I think they're two good centre-backs. I think they work well together. Um, you've got a phobia up front who's got to prove a point. This potentially is maybe one of his last opportunities to to really show what he's about before he starts stepping down the ladder in, in, in the football pyramid. Um, <laughs> Jed's only got a year left on his contract, wants to stay at Millwall, wants more money. So he's probably, you know, that might be a case where I'll play 10 games and I'll show you that I'm worth 20 grand a week or whatever. Um, there's there's a lot of things there where I think that we will go all guns blazing. But we went all guns blazing a few seasons ago and then we went straight back to 
defend, 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 didn't we? Um, so it's just a, it's just a case. I don't, I don't know. Dan is the answer. QPR away. What's what's Rowett's what's Rowett's approach for that game? How, how do you think he's approaching this season? Do you think he's thinking fans are back? I've got to push the boat out a little bit, or is he thinking fuck the fans? I I do what I believe is right, and that's what I'm sticking to. He's got a three-year plan that he keeps going on about. So this is I don't know what year we are going to allow this is him. Third to be year, on. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, but do we give him last year? Can I know what you're saying, mate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is really I think. Um, We've either got to improve. I mean, the, the problem that he's got is that the tail end of his first season, we just missed out on the playoffs. Last year, we again, we were in the running for the playoffs in the, going into the last two or three games. This season, if we don't do the same thing, people are going to say we've gone backwards. And that's actually quite a high standard um, that he set himself there. Now, he, I think actually, if you looked at the back three, if what I think he'll probably start with, which would be Cooper, Hutch and Ballard, McNamara, Malone, let's say he sticks in Lendog, Savile, Jed Bennett and a phobie. But that, you know, all right, a phobie's unproven, but, you know, he's had Sounds a good, doesn't it? It does sound good on paper. Yeah. I think he'll do that, but I think he might be slightly more conservative and continue to play some kind of passing round the back with Leonard sitting back there, you know, Hutch, Cooper, Leonard, Hutch, Leonard, Leonard, Cooper, Hutch, Hutch, yeah. backwards, forwards, McNamara, back across the Hutch. Maybe Stavell might get a touch every now and then. <laughs> just, you know, that, that kind of thing. Sorry, just to cut on your neck, because you reminded me of something he said after one of the games. Um, and it was on it was on Sky. I remember I, 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 I watched it afterwards and he said, I want to play away, but at the minute I haven't got the players to do that. But he hasn't really added greatly, other than Savile, has he? So is he still is he still going to try and play that way now? Because what he did at the back end of last season, when it wasn't working out, we were 14 games about a win. He did go, fuck me. He started going more direct, playing Ben Thompson. And I think Rao was standing on the touchline thinking, what the fuck have I got here? What, like, not Thompson, I'm just talking the whole setup. What have I signed up for here? I want to play this certain way. And like I said, he said he didn't feel he had the players to do that. But we haven't really added in great deal. Okay, we've got a phobie, Ballard. I suppose you argue we could. We've got a new striker, new centre midfielder. And new um, new centre back. You know, it's frustrating. What do you, think, what do you think is a success in Rowett's mind for us this season? And the club and the chairman, not from the fans, not from the fans' perspective, because we always expect more. But I don't know. It'll be conservative again. I think. I think. Yeah. Be, I think Rowett would be quite happy with another mid-table finish and and say that it's a it's a we're moving on. The problem is, is that Rowett is is very very stubborn. And 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 this is the big problem. So everyone and their mother could see last season or the season before, if you just added, say, that little bit of Ben Thompson or that little bit of Bennett there or or something, and let let the shackles off, so to speak, we were exciting, we were attacking, and more, nine times out of ten, we'd win the game. And I think that Rowick was more scared about that, like you just said, like, shit, what have I done here? Because all of a sudden, was it Nottingham Forest and all of a sudden we go and do an unexpected 3-0 win or, or something like that? And then he goes back to his old ways. That's when we get frustrated as fans because we go, well, we've seen what we're, we're capable of doing. Why have you just gone back to playing Ryan Woods in front of Cooper? You know, at one point you had Evans and Ryan Woods right, almost 
in line with Cooper and Hutchinson. We don't want to see that as Millwall fans. And I've always said I'd rather I'd rather lose. I'd rather lose 3-0 and give it an absolute goal and be exciting, adventurous, try new things than just sit back for 90 minutes and lose 3-0 anyway. I think Danny, what Danny said was right. You got, you got. I mean, I always say that, but to a point, we want to stand in the division. Um, but there was an opportunity at the back end of the last season when we was safe and we could have experimented and tried to do things. And we, yeah, we didn't. H, did we? And that's where I started to lose faith, yeah. faith in him. Really, it was, was when we started and started having absolutely diabolical performances. And he's still playing Alex Pierce. Now I'm not going to dig Alex Pierce oh. out. He's club captain and all that. But at the same time, give like we lost. 4-1 to Bournemouth anyway. We lost 6-1 at bloody Coventry. Coventry. And, like, you know, I, I don't even know where to begin with it. I mean, he, what I do know is that he needs to start the season well because if we don't get a win in our first five games, he is going to be under so much pressure. Um, and that's when players don't play well because the crowd turns, you know, people have come back, they're excited about being back. Now, we've got... Blackpool at home on like what at the end of August, and I think that's going to be such a crucial game. I think we've got a really difficult start. We never we haven't won at QPR since like the late eighties. I think Harry Cripps was probably still playing. You know we haven't won at Loftus Road for that long. All right, then we have got Blackburn at the Den. Difficult game. They're a good team. They always seem to do well against us at the Den as well. As yeah. well, that's the other thing they continually. But I think we beat them. No, we lost two one. Did we? Yeah. Anyway, um, then we got Fulham. Difficult game. Um, so you know. Already there, you can see pressure building and people starting to think, well, hang on, you know what we do. And even if we only draw those first few games, then we've got Blackpool coming down at the end of August. And it's the kind of game that Blackpool will be rubbing their hands thinking, you know, we've just come up. We've got a point to prove. Let's go to the den. They had a poor season there last year. They haven't started well. And they'll fancy that fiction. We lose that game. Well, we don't, we don't beat the teams we should beat. We beat the teams we shouldn't beat. Exactly. So to wrap this up, we're sitting here now, one year, 365 days from today. What have we said about this season? Where did we finish? And is Gary Rowett still in charge? Ken? <laughs> <laughs> I just made that's not that wasn't in the uh, the busy itinerary you two got and I just made that up. So roll uh, I know yes. I know that um I know what I'd like to be saying. I'd like to be turning around and going, Do you know what? We fucking absolutely got this wrong. Rat what an absolute masterclass <laughs> by Rowett. Oh, how, we managed, how we managed to loan a phobia out from Stoke when he's managed to bang in 30 goals this season. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that, That's what I want to be saying. And boys, I can't wait for Liverpool away next season. Mm. However, it is going to go, it's going to go one or two ways, isn't it? It's going to go that way where we're happy or we're content if we just miss out on the playoffs or we lose in the playoffs because that's our next step, isn't it? It's got to be seventh or in the playoffs that if it's a three-year plan etc etc if well, it's not the players are confident and i saw a thing scott malone said something like if we don't finish top 10 it's a failure i saw that now, adrian Nin, adrian Nin said we're being negative and i do you know i think sometimes i'll, I'll be the first to admit i don't want to be negative because i I'm think i agree with what adrian says i think we've got a good squad i just think we're a little bit short up top i understand where we are as a club but you, it's, it's, you know, in life in general, I just always want more and want to progress. And people say, I wouldn't want to go up. You would want to go up. All right, for one season, you don't want to turn into a fucking pop call and half and half club. But look back at when we was up in, in the 80s, late 80s, the, the iconic photos, the kits, just for one year, we'd want to go up. So I do I do understand what Adrian's saying. Um, Ken, before we move on to Emery, 
where do you think we'll finish? And will Rowett still be in the job at the end of the next season? Very, like literally, we're going to finish X. Yes or no, Rowett will be in charge. I think we'll finish in the playoffs. I don't think Rowett will be in charge. Why? How does that work out? You think well, I, think, I think that, um, like Henry said, we, he's got five games. Um, I think that if he doesn't do well, I think that he'll start getting pressure on him. And in the end, I think, more than likely, I think Rowett would walk rather than be sacked. Because um, he's that type of manager, you're isn't saying, he? You're saying, listen, I don't have a fucking prediction. You're saying that Rowett won't start well. He'll leave. He'll jump before he's pushed. Someone else will take over and take us into the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I think, yeah. And, um, eh? Get on that one at Labrooks. <laughs> Remember, I was the one who predicted 3-2 <laughs> against Everton. To Kelly's first ever pre-match prediction on the channel, we predicted Millwall to beat Everton 3-2 in the FA Cup. And he's still dying out on that. H- no, I haven't got one right since. <laughs> H, what do you think, mate? So Kenny's going for a playoff finish with Rowett not in charge 365 days from now. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think I think if, if Rowett gets it wrong, I think he goes, and I think we end up finishing something like 16th. Just because we've got a good enough squad to to sort of be there or thereabouts, Trevor Davis says sort of along the lines. But you know, we we what we didn't. If everyone stays fit, it's two two very different scenarios here. If everyone stays fit, we've got a really good run at the playoffs. I think regardless of who's up top, because I think actually, look, Matt Smith put his hand up and scored four goals in preseason. Um. Bradshaw, again, still I don't think has been given a decent run in the side. And at some stage, he's got to go shit or bust with him. So maybe that's after a phobia doesn't do what he needs to do or does do what he needs to do. I don't know. But, you know, you've got those two things. And I think Rowett's going to be sitting there saying to JB, we want to be in contention with five games to go to make the playoffs. That's our, that's our goal and our target because we're safe. We're probably going to finish in the top half, but we've still got that ambition to try and make the next step. Now, whether we can do that or not, I don't know. Um, but I, I think, you know, it is, it is. I find it difficult to sit here and be more positive because at the back of my mind, the, the, the end of last season was was really poor. I don't know if people remember how poor those performances were. But, I mean, we looked like bereft of a plan. We looked like we, we didn't know who we were passing it to. Yes, we had injury. Yes, Hutch weren't back. But, you know, is that going to affect him this season? I don't know. So I think we've got a great start in 11 that could easily challenged for the playoffs but I worry about injuries and if you look at the injury profile of our team that's a legitimate concern do you know what Sam, touching on that there's a few things I want to cover there what you just said firstly it's difficult to predict obviously there's lots of things and factors that have to go into us having a fantastic season uh, the, the injuries thing Alafi's now injured okay it's not long term but our players get injured a lot and someone else said Fuck me, he scored 15 goals last season at Sutton. He's been back three weeks and got injured. Like, I don't know what's going on. Our physio needs to be sacked. Um, what you just said there as well about, this is the only, uh, you know, the, the apprehensions I have about Rowett. I've put masterclass because people go, it was a G Rowett masterclass, but they accused Neil Harris of having no tactical nous. Did you ever see a Neil Harris team get shipped 4-1, 6-1? Well, rarely. I think it was it Rotherham, well, wasn't it? it was first game of the season. Yeah, but... Very rarely. But yeah. Rowett, for, for an alleged tactical genius, we ship a lot of goals. But I like what he's done in preseason. I really do. I love the way he's got his business mm-hmm. done early. Um, he had a clear, clear plan in his mind about who we're going to get in. Um, a few predictions. I haven't predicted yet. I'm stalling. 
will be top in October. Rout will be offered the job at struggling Fulham. He'll walk and we'll finish six. That's a little bit Mick McCarthy-esque, wasn't it, until you said slapped. Uh, yeah. got relegated that year. Teddy Davis, top eight. We'll just miss out on the playoffs. Yeah, yeah fair, Teddy. Oh, that's I, I, that's, I think that's what I was That's what I was aiming for, yeah. Teddy. I think I'm, that's I'm very good. I'm backing this for a top ten. I think we're going to finish about eighth. Okay. Um, again, which will be a good... Um, which will be a good season again, in my opinion. So talking about that top eight, it just flashed into my mind because I was looking at this as well from Kerry. Gary, yeah, Harris to come back, and we all know Harris history playoffs. Mate, that will be. Yeah, my, <laughs> no, man, my old man said to me yesterday, "What's happened to New Harris? Is he up to anything?" I said, "You know what? I was thinking the same thing. When we finished eighth in our first season back under New Harris, we had a fucking proper go that year, and we went for it. And I think that's all. Ultimately, we want to see, isn't it? Exactly that. Yeah. Don't care how we get on. We, we, the, every team that comes to the den, we just had no fucking fear. That's we right. just went for the juggler, and we didn't win every game, but we fucking had a go. Yeah. Bring back New Harris. There you go. That was <laughs> one hour and 39 minutes. Just bring back New Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think this is pretty much the um, the benchmark is what will we ever want as real fans. Temp for a good, a good cup run. That's all we really want, isn't it? I think um, also uh, Steve Lee's just hit the nail on the head there. I think it was Steve Lee's. He said, I don't really care where we finish. I just want to see attacking football. That's exactly the same for me. I just want to go on a Saturday or a Tuesday night or whatever. And I want to watch. I want to watch my my team play proper football. Excite me! I want to enjoy my Saturday. I've been at work all week. You know, the missus has been shouting at me. You know, the kids have been on me back. And I just get to get the football on Saturday, and you want to enjoy it, right? I, does it? Uh, do you really enjoy your your day on a Saturday, even if we win one 0 and we've had our backs to the wall for eighty nine minutes? I see. Um, right. you know him. You know him. Um, H. I'm sure. Oh, his fucking name's going out of my head. He's a fucking good guy. He's a fireman as well. Mill fan. I'm out of practice. But basically, he puts all photos up on Facebook and puts, another brilliant day out, ruined by the football. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a few tackles flying and you want to see us have a go, yeah. you? Would that oh, relieve that, relegation, H? No, Steve Minty. Steve Minty? Is that Steve he puts yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. He said, um, another brilliant day out, ruined by the football. Like, yeah, don't let 90 minutes of football ruin a great day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you agree, though? Like, if we uh, Are we all experts now with his fan TVs and podcasts? And is it too easy for us to say, that's what Rowett should be doing? If, like, the manager and the players watching this thinking, what the fuck are you not on about? If we did that, we'd get carted 7-0 every week. We'd be back in League One, you'd all be moaning. It's, a, it's opinion, isn't it? And it's yeah. based on the teams that we've watched in the past, which I've touched on a bit. You know, like, in terms of, like, our historical finishes, the last three or four seasons are right up there with the best results this football club have ever had. And we have to put that into the historical context. When I was growing up, we were losing at home to Colchester and the Auto Windscreens Cup. And there were three and a half thousand people in the stadium, right? You know, we had Bobby Bowery in our team. We had Ricky Newman in our team. You know, it's, it, it's we, you know, we've come a long, long way from that. Um, we, we went into administration. You know, we had all of this carnage going on. So, you know, I think... Uh, well, hand is strong on the minutes, you're saying, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. It's, 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 it's a nice problem. It's a, you know, we're in a... And, and also, I do think, I would say, you know, I have said a lot of stuff about Gary Rout this evening. It's been quite negative. What I would say is he's a manager with quite a high calibre of club behind him in the past. I mean, he hasn't really worked out where he's, you know, it, it, many of them, but you know, he was, a, I couldn't really believe he came to us to be honest. Um, 
and we got someone like him because my big argument about getting rid of Neil Harris was always like, well, okay, well, who are we going to get in? Who are we going to get in? I'm not sure and, I agree yeah. with that. His, you know, his credentials. I think he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a Pulisic stopgap sort of. What has he achieved? We, we we said this. I think I think you had a video and you um, you actually had that as your title, Dan. At one point, what actually has he achieved? Um, it, I mean, you know, I could go and be the manager of Derby or Stoke, and then get sacked after five games, and I can go around telling everyone that I was the manager of Derby and Stoke. You know, he he, he never he never achieved anything at, at these at these clubs. Don't give me again, like, like we say, you know, we're, I'm, I'm a landscaper from Seven Oaks. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> but you know, the, the fact is, is there's far better managers out there. And the, the question was always, who are you going to, who are we going to get, who are we going to get, who are we going to get? It doesn't matter sometimes. It doesn't matter sometimes. Who, who, you think, yeah. Do you think a motivator, a motivator is more suited to Mill than a tactician? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, 100%. But you can't employ... Alex Pierce to be the cheerleader, you know. I can imagine he's just in that dressing room with his pom poms, and he's not going to play, is he? No, no, he's not going to play. So people talk about Alistair Edwards now. I think it's starting to wrap it. But um, boys, I've really enjoyed this. It's been an hour and three minutes. So I'll let you both crack on. Trying to keep you longer. Cracking, mate. Um, well, well, I'm happy to keep it like this every Thursday. If you two are trying to get you, trying to get you to sign up in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. Was enjoyable. I think the um. The tickets for Gillingham come out tomorrow to season ticket holders. People asking me if the first team are playing tomorrow at Calmont Road. No, they're not. They're supposed to be playing away to Bournemouth on Saturday behind closed doors, but that got postponed. So, as it stands, our next two friendlies are Tuesday, Gillingham away. I haven't got a season ticket yet, so I'm not going to get a ticket for that, I don't think. Uh, Ipswich. There's a player wants to help me out and Ipswich away next Saturday. So, maybe we'll do another podcast, us three, once those two games have been played. Uh, but I really enjoyed it, boys. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, this will be going out. If you jumped on the show at late or early and left, this will go out on our um, podcast as well, Acast, Spotify, iTunes. It's been a while. I'm trying to bring back the Lions Lounge lockdowns as well for the start of the season. But Kenny, H, thank you, boys. You stay on the line. Cheers, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Please subscribe to Lions TV, boys. You want to give it a little? Come on, you Lions. Uh, I can't say come on you lines. That's what you say. Don't forget to also listen to the No One Likes Us Talking podcast. Comes out 8pm on Fridays. That's enough out of you. See you later. No. 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 No.